Welcome one and all to the Bad Cody Funky issue number 50 podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking about Captain America Civil War from Marvel. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of the actual podcast, we got some nerd news to get out of the way. That's right. Fans of Pokemon have a lot to be excited about after this much-awaited batch of news. In the new trailer, we learned about the release date of November 18th, the location, which is a Hawaii-themed island called Alola, the new legendaries, although we don't know the name, and the brand new starters. We got Rowlet, a grass-flying type, Looks like a baby owl. We got Litten. A that's, a, that's what I'm getting. Kitten. I'm getting Litten. That's mine. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, fire always and forever. Oh, yeah. But um, last, we have Poplio, a water sea lion. But yeah, as we were saying, Litten looks the best, and I'm totally not biased. Oh, yeah, no. And uh, I bet you that the evolved form looks really bad, and the evolved form for all the other <laughs> oh, ones no. look really good. That's just what they do. <sighs> I hope not. I mean, I actually mm. really, really like this round of starters. It's, it, I think the last few games didn't really draw me in, but after seeing the trailer, I really do like the the, the island paradise theme. Um, it was actually funny. On a lot of forums, people kept on thinking it was some part of Japan or some previous island, but like in in the uh, Japanese trailer. They actually had a really neat um, narrative going on. They had like a boy moving away from Japan into America, and he actually moved to Hawaii. And like the game was his was kind of his way to to find new social connections and make new friends. So I actually wonder if if the Japanese trailer gave us a little more information on the nature of the game, or if it was just some cute advertisement. Oh, I don't know. I I can't wait for this. I, and did you say the release date? I, I was too. Yeah, uh, with November. Later. Oh yeah, <laughs> November eighteenth. November eighteenth. We—that's news. Like we didn't know that when they first announced it. They were just no, saying, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." It'll come out in the, in the in the in the winter. Yeah, no. The trailer dropped a ton of bombshells. I mean, we didn't know really anything other than the title going into this, and now suddenly we have like the new legendary starters dates. Like, it's it's great. Um, what do you guys think of the new starters? I mean, we've heard Greg. You already know my opinion on the matter. <laughs> I'm I'm still going after a fire type myself. I uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> oh, of course, and, and like I just don't like the art style of the other two. Like, yeah, the, that owl is the cutest goddamn thing. It is pretty good. Like, <laughs> that looks pretty also, cool. Like, it's definitely like like a, a grass type, even without knowing. It's like that's not a water type or whatever. It's yeah. definitely a grass type. But uh, I also yeah. think it's neat that it has more than one type. Like, uh, Litten is just a fire type. Papilio is just a water type. But with Rowlet, it's grass and flying. And sure. I'm not sure if... It might be the first starter ever to have double typing on its first stage. Yeah, what if it's what if it has, like, a third type? Ugh, blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> In its final form. Like, the, the water type just looks stupid. I'm sorry, but it's just, like, it was... Was that somebody's, like, little kid's drawing? Like, well, I'll make it into a Pokemon, honey. I mean... Yeah, right. Yeah, the fire type looks really cool, actually. I mean, I think I think the uh, I also I think its attack is a little goofy though. I think uh, I know it's just like a kitten. And oh, the hairball, the fire hairball. Yeah, yeah, fire That's hairball. Great. What? <laughs> it's so good. So it's think, so bad. Uh, it's good. Yeah, and I, I think that Poplio is neat though because it's supposed to be like a playful sea lion. So like it makes these bubbles and it's kind of like playing with like a blow up ball. But um, it's also like, its thing is it's really fast. So it's like a hyper fast water type. Yeah, but that doesn't like save it from the fact that it looks like it belongs on children's wallpaper and not good children's <laughs> wallpaper. I mean like the discount stuff. Yeah. 
<laughs> Some of the other ones in the uh, in the new video, um, it's on backkittyfunky.com, look pretty cool too. Like I wonder like if those are those are legendaries, right? Oh yeah, they're the ones in the box. Oh well, yeah, the ones on yeah. they're the cover legendaries. So I guess they're the the featured the featured legendaries because the, all the games have more than just that. Oh yeah, I, like the, uh, yeah. The, the the sun one looks crazy. It almost looks like uh, like uh, like Entei. A little bit. Yeah, he really does. I, I, I caught that same vibe from him. I, and I, I don't really know what to think of Moon. I like that it's a bat, because I love bats, but I think the the weird moon thing going on in his head is a little is a little too too wacky for me. <laughs> wacky. Wacky. Does someone say bat? Pokemon running out of original designs <laughs> can't be. No, but I mean like the rest of it's cool. If they just gave it like a normal bat head, it would have been fine. But I'm sure it'll grow in me. <laughs> it'll yeah. grow in. So what's that game that uh, we were playing a while ago that had, not too long ago, but like a month ago, that had like all those crazy like looking like Pokemon in it? It was like the the Pokemon fighting game. Pokken tournament? Oh, uh, um, yeah, Pokken, Pokken tournament? I guess so, yeah. Like that's the first thing I thought of like when I saw like the art style and the different Pokemon. It's like, oh, look, more characters that add to the fighting game. Pretty cool because it kind of had like that same type of just art style or design, I guess you want, I want to say. Well, I've noticed that, speaking of design, that as... Pokemon ages, their designs have become more and more like Digimon. <laughs> yeah, like Digimon. They, they have, yeah, because like, Digimon has uh, has a lot more, I guess, robotic elements to them as they as they evolve. I know that they actually got um, one of the designers who who did a bunch of uh, Gundam style uh, Gundam designs to make some more recent Digimon designs. So I mean, like, it's no coincidence that they look more robotic. But Pokemon has has kind of gone from a very cartoony look to to a very segmented look for a lot of their a lot of their new yeah, uh, yeah they've been getting more bipedal as the years go on yeah yeah like put Mewtwo in his cyber armor and Lucario in the same world as Digimon and you won't be able to tell them apart <laughs> yeah wow yeah. put him next to like Leomon or Weregarurumon and like you'll be like yep yep that's about that's about right they're the same thing Anjaman Anjawoman oh god that's so bad <laughs> that's so terrible. <laughs> These are real things, people. These are real, real things. <laughs> they should have made like a Rastafarian Digimon and called them Heymon. Oh, Rastafarian. Ah, oh I feel like they did make a Rastafarian Digimon, though. I Maybe don't Heyman remember just, what his name was. <laughs> Heymon. Just call him Yamon. 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 Digivolve to Heymon. It's like Heymon, Yamon, and Noman. They would have done it, but Applejack stole the mascot before they could get a copyright on it. Is that a bit? Are you doing a bit right now? You don't remember that? No. What? The <laughs> Applejacks commercial? Oh man, I I love those commercials. You get that jerk apple guy and the cinnamon. Who's the man? Speaking about jerk, can, jerk. Can guys. I just say real quick how I love how um the Pokemon sun symbol looks like the Sith symbol? Oh uh, yeah. Anyone else notice that? Anyone? Anyone? No. I didn't, okay. but now that you're mentioning it, I can see that. You'll never unsee it. Symbol of Sith, man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things you'll never see again, we got terrible news, for me anyways, and a lot of yeah. other people actually. Uh, Disney Infinity is canceled. No more. Rest in peace. Shot <sighs> so and sad. killed and that's so crazy. I know. Like, this is out of nowhere. Well, like, so it's it's super out of nowhere because not even, what, two months ago, they just released a heavy tie into Civil War, where you have Ant-Man, Black Panther, Vision, a black suit Spider-Man, um, redesigned Captain America. All these new toys came out. And, and they even announced the uh, Finding Dory toys. Yeah, so like, what they're going to do is they're going to finish it off. They're going to have Finding Dory and well, they're, they're going to have... they're going to have dead-on-arrival toys. What? 
toys are going to be dead on arrival. They're not going to have really any use because they're going to shut down the servers, which means that all of the online, all the pieces that you unlock that you can build with is no longer going to be relevant. Yeah, but I, I don't think a lot of people use that or, or more. I, I never use that that functionality in all honesty. But at the same time, uh, a lot of the pieces like uh, the Maleficent I have can only be used in that mode. Yep, that's true. They're like Maleficent, uh, Tinkerbell, Stitch that I have. Um, Big Hero 6, I got Hero and I got um, Baymax. They can only be using that. Baymax. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be unfortunate. Um, and I think it's, a, it's... Are you upset enough, Greg, to cash in on the forthcoming gold mine? Oh, that they'll be worth? <laughs> no, I think I'll keep them. I have so many. Although there's probably a whole bunch out there too. Come on, that's that's, like, a, that's a valid point the though. To like, life thing was huge. So so that that's what I ended up reading actually is that um, the reason why Disney Infinity One was so much more successful than two up to three is because one they were very strategic with the amount of figures they made with the the sheer distribution of them. They were very hard to find, and then like you still can't find some of those guys. And then when the superheroes came out, they just kind of like were like, well, fuck it, let's just print money. And everyone who wanted them got the characters they want, which is awesome. But then they printed too many. So they lost money on those. And they started doing all, you, like you see all these crazy sales. And if you like follow Disney Infinity, you'll see like oh, I think it was like the week after the, the Civil War characters came out. It was buy one, get one half off. Well, I mean, that's like a thing with Toys to Life. I mean, Skylanders, you can go into the store and find sales from with Toys R Us and, and GameStop that are trying to get rid of ones from uh, Skylanders Giants, oh, sure. which I think was the, the second one. Sure. So it's, I, I think it's thing that honestly, maybe they, they really didn't foresee, but that's on them because you can just, anyone can walk into a store and see, oh, they have a lot of overflow with these toys. Right, but That's it's funny. it's it's now right. like even with these new guys, like I have trouble finding Black Panther or Black Suit Spider Man. Like oh, when I walk in, all I really see, or even Ant Man, I have trouble finding. Well, um, I mean, the first two they they were dark costumes. I mean, they can sneak around real good. <laughs> He's got <laughs> bits tonight, folks. He's got bits. So many. I'm chock full. One of the things I'm going to tell you, Greg, was when I was like hang, when we we're hanging out over your place for Pax East. Yeah. I was up uh, in your like your your man cave. Yeah. Um. When you guys were like sleeping at night, and I was like the only one awake, I was basically acting out like Avengers: Age of Ultron with um Hulk and Hulkbuster. Nice. And they were like fighting it off like in your like man cave, like jumping all around. Marcus Phoenix saw like most of the action because they fought mostly around him. Um. <laughs> but yeah, it makes me sad because the art style makes you want to pl- even without playing the game. Mm. The way they look makes you want to play with them in some way, shape, or form. Like I spent time looking at just Captain America for a while, the one that the one you have where he's holding the shield in front of him. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I mean, literally picking up and examining. Like oh, I want to play this so much, and it's of course me waiting to the last minute. Now that I want to play it. It's gonna be gone. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. It's basically like you can think of any character from any any Disney movie, animation or whatever, and you can and you get to see what they would look like if they were in a Pixar movie. It was like a, it was a great style because like that's honestly I have never actually played Disney Infinity, but I bought the Maleficent figure I have just because of the design. Yeah, and you're all part of the problem, by the way. It's all your fault. I'm the one who's sitting <laughs> there supporting them, and you guys are being jerks. No, hey, uh, hey, I said I play with them in your room, so that's technically supporting it. Toys feel better when you play with them. Damn it, that's true. That's true. That's what Toy Story taught me. Um, there's like some sad fallout that comes out of it is Avalanche Studios is closed. So that's 200 to 300 jobs that are now lost in the game industry. 
And that worries me too. Yeah. Is that how Disney is going to function moving forward? So, with, so with now well, Disney's no properties? longer going to be publishing their own games. The only thing they're going to be putting out is our mobile games. So iOS and Android. So they purged the entire department. Yes. What they're, right. they said that they're going to be doing is they're going to actually be licensing out their characters to other devs and have them make the games. Hey, maybe we'll get a Marvel versus Capcom 4 now because before there was no chance. I mean, like we'll see kind of what happens in all honesty. Um, I'm, I'm super bummed about the whole thing, although now I kind of want to go out and grab those last minute characters that I don't have. Yeah, maybe I'll buy them too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it took. Yeah. I cancellation must complete of the, game. the set. <laughs> and, and I, then, I mean, like this is like a, I think this is a bigger thing for you know, like is this the end of Toys to Life? Oh, I don't think so. Skylander is is doing great. I don't know how Lego Dimensions is, but Skylanders is Lego a game that Dimensions I play. Lego Dimensions cannot be doing good. That they're on sale every time I turn around. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think that Skylanders again is the one that started it, and they yeah. they also I think have the have a great system in, in, in place where they have all of their toys that are, are functional in the newest game. So they have a like an annual way to get parents out buying these toys for kids. They have like a new game. Sure. Infinity, you had these tie-ins every once in a while, but then the, but then certain toys couldn't be used in certain tie-ins, and it was all very confusing. Even that was actually the main reason I didn't buy into it. I was trying to figure out like what like can I can I play Maleficent in Age of Ultron? That would have been fun, but you well, can't I do mean, that. Well, I mean, even Skylanders has that though. They have a compatibility thing, and the, kind of it's it's all it's all it's all um it's all re- retroactive though. It's all like the older games, yeah, but but all of your new stuff is still playable in the new campaign. So you can use a Skylander from the first Skylanders game, sure. Spire's Adventure, sure, in Trap Team or uh, Superchargers, and and it's and it's great because you have that that um, nostalgia for your old figures and you're seeing them in action again, kicking ass, you know? Oh, sure. Well, and I mean, also, too, they started to learn their lessons. So I, I can tell you, like, from two into three, there were some major design changes that worked out for the better. Uh, they took a lot more... Like, if, like Serge and I played two last year, and yeah. it was fun, but it was heavy, heavy on ranged. Melee wasn't that much fun. And what they did was on number three is I don't know if Ninja Theory was on number two, but they for sure were on number three because I played the DMC reboot and then I played Disney Infinity three with um, I think it was actually with Anakin and a legit felt like Dante. Like they like they just stole the gameplay, so they really focused on combat and hand to hand combat. And what they also did was they expanded it out to whereas in number two. Guardians of the Galaxy could only be with Guardians characters, and they have a couple of unlocks, and that's it. Avengers, same thing. Spider-Man was the same thing. But in Star Wars, you could unlock, you could play as any Star Wars character in any Star Wars level. And that's what they should have done with, with all of it. I well, mean, what they should have seems... done is let me play a Stitch in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, exactly. And I and I think that would have that would have really been the uh, I guess the, uh, the the killer for Skylanders is if. Is if Disney Infinity just said, "Okay, we're releasing a new one." By the way, it unlocks all of the characters and all of the old modes. Yeah, it's going to break them like no tomorrow. But hey, at least you'll be able to have fun with them. Right. Like I would say, like make me play through as the normal characters for the first playthrough, and then New Game Plus, I could play as fucking Tinkerbell for a while. Yeah, hell, and tie it, tie that ability into the newest version of Disney Infinity. Then you sell a whole. I mean, like I mean, there's probably a number of variables that we don't know because we don't work for Disney. Right. Right. It's got to be licensing or something. Shit. But we don't have to yeah. worry about it because it'll never happen. There's no Disney Infinity 4. The only new characters coming out are fucking Alice in Wonderland and finding stupid Dory. 
I like Dory. Uh, Nemo, well, I think I is can, a little I, overrated. But. I can feel your anger, Greg. It's like seeping wow. through the microphone. Yeah, I can feel but your I, anger. Look how old you've become. Your thoughts betray you. <laughs> um, but Serge, you I know you have sister. one last thing you want to get out of the way. Yeah. So, uh, what's happening now is that 20th Century Fox just dropped the first trailer for Assassin's Creed, starring Michael Fassbender. Yeah. And uh, it looks it looks pretty interesting. So in this one, Michael Fassbender is playing um, Caleb Lynch or Callum Lynch, um, and it's going to take place during the Spanish Inquisition because nobody expects the, the Spanish, Spanish Inquisition. Inquisition. There we go. <laughs> Good job, class. Um, yeah. So so at least on like through Jimmy Kimmel. It's, it's funny how Jimmy Kimmel's been getting all these like huge things. I wonder if there's like some crazy contract. But um, it's funny the Ubi like like it has like the Ubisoft logo, which is weird for a movie, but you know it's their game. So basically, it kind of starts off with Michael Fassbender is like kind of leaning back, and this lady's like, "Oh, you know, like you you're you're about to die, or you're dead yesterday. Anyway, we need something from you." And he's like, "What are you talking about? I need you to get in this machine and go back into the past." Uh, so if anyone's no one's no one's ever played Assassin's Creed, it's pretty much about this guy named Desmond Miles, um, who I, th- I think Michael Fassbender's character is. Uh, I-, I don't know if he's going to be playing Desmond, but I know I, that, I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, Desmond. he doesn't look anything like the character. He doesn't look right? anything like that. Desmond's like like a younger kid and everything. Even the Animus is different. Like the Animus is usually just like this pod you get into and you're transported back through your mind, through your genes and everything to your ancestors' times. Yeah. So this is taking place during the 15th century, during the Spanish uh, Inquisition. And um, and it's it's uh, the, the the Knights Templar pretty much wants to try to take over the modern world, so they need um, these assassins and these people to go back and relive things, so they can find certain treasures and certain artifacts that are very powerful, so they can rule the modern world. Like I think one of them, uh, one of the artifacts was this like uh, this thing that could basically control time or some crazy thing like that. But uh, the, the the games were awesome, and they really pioneered like parkouring and free running in a game i remember f- playing the first assassin's creed when you played as uh altair i remember like just scaling up buildings and how fluid the animation was so very fluid and you see that in a lot of games today like uh we we're watching uh booster greg yesterday play um uh uncharted 4 and his uh, bedtime stories and two side tv slash booster greg <laughs> that wasn't a bedtime story that was just a normal thing Oh, that was normal thing. Oh, I thought you had the bedtime story. Uh, look, I did. I fucked up. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't change it. I didn't change it, and then I accidental did. bedtime story. Yeah, the best kind. But uh, well, yeah. While I was watching, you control uh, Nathan Drake, and then he was moving up, and everything like that. Like, oh, look, that's very familiar to to Assassin's Creed. Sure. And uh, yeah, yeah, except for it was you know not glitchy as fuck. Yeah, I mean, I've never had like any crazy. I've, I've seen some crazy bugs like via Reddit, but I've never had any like crazy stuff happening. But oh, it's because uh, it's all been happening to me. <laughs> the universe like oh you want to enjoy this game too fucking bad <laughs> but yeah the, the movie itself like it looks interesting i mean we all know that video game movies aren't the best things in hollywood and the best one that i could think of that i put in the article on badcodyflunky.com was silent hill oh of course i mean i can think of another i mean we could all think of bad video game movies but is there one that was actually good mm-hmm. mario brothers combat Dun, 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 dun. First Mortal yeah. Kombat is actually pretty good. I'll yeah, say that like Mortal that Kombat definitely. Yeah, yeah. but is there I mean, is, is there another good one? <laughs> yeah, no. Mortal Kombat's like it's like it's not terrible. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I mean, Insta Classic. I just said that. I think I know, what it is what why it's like going to be good or what we why we hope it's going to be and why it looks pretty well is um 
I think what Hollywood's doing now is rather than going away from the source material completely, mm-hmm. as they've done in the past with other like video game movies, they're actually using the source material. Like they're seeing what happened with the comic book movies and how like Marvel's doing it, and they're like, no, there's there's something here we could use. We shouldn't really go away from it because we can think about all the games we've played and what they and the movies they made out of it. And it's like the source material was great, and yet it was nothing related to it because they went away from it. So. We're seeing that now with Assassin's Creed. We're going to see that now, hopefully, with Warcraft. You know, so it's a good time for uh, video game movies. But anything better than like Silent Hill or Mortal Kombat? In my memory. Um, Does Wreck It Ralph count? It damn. Yeah. It it would be the best if it did. I mean, it's yeah. a video game movie, but it's not a movie based off a video game. I mean. I wouldn't count it, but uh, as far as Assassin's Creed goes, it really helps that the game franchise this movie is based on is a product of the modern AAA game market, where games have been becoming less and less like uh, traditional open, even open world games are less, um, what's the word? Um, Well, they're oversaturated at this point. Yeah, and now it's more about the immediate narrative. You have a lot of cutscenes, you have a lot of dialogue that always kind of leads to one of three endings or something. So the fact that the game franchise is a lot like a film in its in its narrative means that the film has a lot less work to do in translating it. It also means it makes the film a lot less necessary. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, you will always reach a certain audience that you wouldn't reach with a game. Like I've never actually played an Assassin's Creed game. I've 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 what? read some of the comics. I've read some of the comics that I and I've enjoyed the narrative. But I'm just not that big a gamer, so I I really I really haven't well, been interested enough. To Amber, you it. don't have to worry about that because in Assassin's Creed the movie it stars Michael Fassbender as Agui, Aguilar. I can't say that. I'm white. Sorry, <laughs> Aguilar de Nera, a 15th century Spanish assassin, and his present day descendant, Caleb Lynch. So no Desmond whatsoever. So no direct tie-in to Desmond in the previous movies. Which is very well, I've heard mixed things about people's opinions on Desmond anyway. Some people, I think a lot of people dislike him. I don't know anything about why, but you know. Yeah. It's weird because he's not that big of a character to dislike, but I don't know. Pe- people are fickle. They're always trying to do something. But uh, I-, I do like that the trailer has like a lot of the the things we've come to know about Assassin's Creed. And it's just like they have this checklist. Like, all right, uh, when you put in the Animus, check. Uh, parkouring, check. Assassin's Blade, check. We need to do like some like the quick combat that's in the game that people really love, like the execution and stuff. And we'll just finish the whole thing off with the Leap of Faith. And I was just like, ha that's a good tie-in. But it's weird to see the Leap of Faith in the trailer because he's jumping from a really... <laughs> Really high tower. It's like he's yeah, gonna he die. He did that in the game. It's probably into a haystack. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, gonna, it's definitely much. be in a haystack. But like, <laughs> like when, when you try to put it to like real life, it's like, yeah, he'll he'll die here. You can <laughs> you can totally get it in a video game. It's like, oh, it's okay, whatever. But like, they want to make this thing real. But it's like, all right, he's really high for this in real life. Or maybe he's not jumping that far down. Maybe he's just jumping to the next level, or he's gonna land like on like a, a flag. Another like, building? Can I go through the window of somewhere else? Yeah, or like he's there's a rope he has to catch at the right exact time that he's gonna swing into like another building. So he may not be jump. That's probably like the crescendo of the movie where he's doing a leap of faith off something really fucking high. It's like the opening to Kick Ass. He just splatters on the pavement. Set <laughs> <laughs> into a haystack. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Even have like the eagle eye in uh, <laughs> in in the trailer too. Because when you go up into a high perch and you want to like fill out your map, you go to these high, high towers and you have the eagle's eye. But uh, yeah, that is all the news we had to get out of the way today. Uh, enjoy the main part of the Back to Funky Issue Number Fifty podcast. 
Welcome to the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast, the podcast that can do this all day, but we'll only do it for an hour and a half. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Bad Coyote Funky Issue Number 50 podcast. This week, we're talking about Captain America Civil War. On today's (laughs) pod, on today's today's podcast, we have uh, Booster Greg. What up? Dave the Bearded Menace. Yo. Adam Bob Amber. Kaboom. Got TV's Casey. Hey. And I'm Sergio. All right, guys. Captain America Civil War. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Comic book fans have been waiting for this for a long time, for the longest time. And it's finally here. And one of the, the starting points I want to talk about is, oh, my God, just to get it out of the way. Everyone's talking about it. It's a huge thing. Spider-Man. The fucking Spider-Man. Dude, the fact that the Marvel <laughs> got the rights to Spider-Man and fixed him. Absolutely fixed him because not we all, everything we could have asked for. Not everybody. only that, but they fixed him. They fixed him in fifteen minutes. They did in fifteen <laughs> minutes. What? What? Five movies couldn't do. Like they all like every single other like previous Spider Man movies like had their take on Spider Man. But there's things that were like great and not so great. Like Tobey Maguire once had a better Spider Man, but not the best Peter Parker. No, the you know I mean? or I mean vice versa. Like vice best Peter, a good me. a good Peter Parker, but not the best Spider Man. And when yeah. like the what's his name Andrew Garfield once has. A good Spider-Man, but a really shitty Peter Parker. Like Marvel just took it back and like, nah, we're gonna do this and we'll fix it. We'll be fine. And they made like a awesome Spider-Man and Peter Parker in that fifteen minutes. The scene was done in fifteen minutes. I think we got more depth for those characters than in the entirety of Batman versus Superman for any character. Wow, and we didn't even have to get a mention of an Uncle Ben or a radioactive yeah. spider. Oh or my like god, m- anyone named by the name of Martha. I love, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I love the way they did that, and it just goes to show that if Fox just needs to give up everything they have, give up the X Men, give up the Fantastic Four, and you give up Spider Man, and look how amazing it came out. They have to be looking at the reviews. They have to be looking at all of of the fans just just screaming about how good this is, and they have to be looking at the numbers that are coming in because not only were people going to see this because you know this is another Avengers movie, another Captain America movie, but they made it a point. Hey guys, Spider Man is in this look and they have to see that what they did was the right thing so hopefully we'll get to see stuff and um and uh for those who don't know they, they did cancel the inhumans movie so there are rumors that or maybe they're in talks of giving up x-men so Ooh, well yeah. i mean if you, have you heard the news about x-men apocalypse it ain't it's review- great. Its reviews aren't well we'll good. get into that at at a later time and her <laughs> cast but, uh, I just think that, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, also, though, that like I think when we went to see the movie, we all went as a group, and the first thing I remember hearing after it finished was, Warner Bros. must be pissed. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like, whoever is at DC has to be like, all right, everybody is fired. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> here is fired. Batman versus Superman. And it, it's so funny. This goes to show that a comic book movie can be done right with a bunch of characters. I mean, they had all these people in here. They got Black Panther. You got Vision. You got Winter Soldier. You got Captain America. You got you got everybody. And then look look how well they did it. Everyone had their own spot in the sun in this movie, including uh, Ant-Man. And it, and it was Don't great. you mean Giant-Man? Ah, oh, no, 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 no. We'll, 
like, so, so let me it. just talk about that really briefly, really quick, because I have been alluding for the past couple of weeks that there's something that was ruined for me at a Lego store, uh, and it was that. It was literally that scene. They recreated it in their windowsill with a. It was funny you told oh. me about it that night, and I was like, "It's probably not going to be in the movie." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, Amber and I were talking on our way back from um, from Secrets of the Sire. And I was like, do you want me to tell you? And she's like, yeah, whatever. I was like, all right, fine. You know, you know, Ant-Man turns into giant man, at least in that display. And then I was like, you know what? It might not be a thing. It might just be like some advanced marketing, stuff like that. Because, you know, there's plenty of Transformers that never actually made it into the Transformers cartoon or comics. So it's like, you know, whatever. Just extra toys. And then when he was like, hey, guys, I got something else. And I was like. Here it oh, is. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> I would have been a lot more excited had I not walked past the Lego store. My favorite, I was actually, my favorite part about that scene wasn't it the scene in general. I mean, it was a great scene. It was awesome. But Casey, who was sitting like a, a seat next to me, like not too far away, how he started, like, Casey, you turned into a little kid, you started bouncing up and down in your chair, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, he's going to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, do what? What's he going to do? Can, I don't you can, understand. I, I sat right next to Greg, too, and he could tell you, as soon as Queens came oh, on yeah. the screen, I immediately sat at the edge of my seat. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I, everyone I, did. I, I like, love, you could I, see it. I love how big the, the typeface was for every part of the world. Just Queens, Lagos, and oh, was great. things like that. And and also Chicago. And also they did a really good thing because uh, apparently this is only like an American thing. Whenever there's uh, a city that's named, they'll say where it is. So they're like, London, England. And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> and apparently only American movies do that. You know, so I love they were just like Queens. Like, okay, we know where that is. Like Lagos. Hopefully, you know, people know the geography. Um, <laughs> and and, it's, and I just love how big the, the, the typeface was. And that was great. So, so in the, in the beginning, of the movie and the, the beginning of the movie is actually really good too because every the the fight scene that takes place in the airport later on like trump like trumps everything in the movie but the beginning was pretty solid you've got um you've got black widow and you've got uh the scarlet witch like g- g- going after these people and stuff and like like crossbones comes up i mean it, it was just an amazing scene and it set off the, the civil war because uh in the civil war comic it was uh, what's his name who exploded and killed a bunch of people. Nitro. 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 Yeah. So I was like, oh, how are they going to do that? Oh, okay. So there's a thing where where Sawbones is trying to get this biological war fairy th- thing, uh, this vial out of this uh, building, and then they have to chase him and get him, and then you know he gets a grenade, tries to kill Captain America. He's like, oh, this is what you get for dropping a building on me. <laughs> Surprise! I'm the guy from your movie. <laughs> <It's me. laughs> Remember me from the second episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like who? I mean, is is that correct? Is it that guy, or did he just do that for oh, the yeah. MCU? Okay, yeah. So, um, I ended up watching Captain uh, Winter Winter Soldier and then Avengers: Age of Ultron with my brother before mm. my second viewing because I took him to see it the second time, and they reuse a lot of like extras too. Really? So, what? Yeah, in Winter Soldier, there's like a random agent of Shield that's just like typing on the computer. He's not really an extra. I mean, you know, whatever. He, is he the he, one playing Galaga? He's not the one playing Galaga. No, he's um he's just like sitting there on the computer, and Crossbones is like you know launch the missiles or whatever the fuck he's saying, and he's oh, like, yeah. sorry, I can't do that. Caps orders. That, mm, guy that guy shows up again in um Age of Ultron. Oh and no I, way! And I, he shows up, I believe, again in uh, Civil War. Because he's one of he he's one of the keepers. He wasn't a Hydra agent, so mm. he's one of the tr- the few trustworthy ones. So it's just pretty cool to just, like see that. You know, I saw it. I was like, "Hey, it's that guy." No kidding. No shit. <laughs> so that was really cool. It was just so great how how he you felt his angst, but it was weird how he just 
kind of like fell in the place for for the story because uh, you know they were fighting. He was fighting with Captain America. Captain Captain brought him to the ground, and the guy just kind of just took off his helmet, and he was like, "Well, time to start monologuing." It's like, wait, what? It's a bit too easy, but uh, but it worked out well. And he was like, "Oh, who's your buyer? Who's your guy? You know him. You're Bucky. What did you say? He was talking about you. He remembers you. He was going on and on about it." And uh, and Captain's like, "Wait, what, Bucky? You wait, what? What's going on here?" And it's just he just gets like, "Gotcha." Yeah, he's like, "Gotcha." Wait, he wanted me to tell you something, and he pulls out this grenade, and uh, and he and he, he you know pulls a pin and everything. And right before it blows up, Scarlet Witch comes out and she's like, "Nah, get out of here!" And she puts him <laughs> into like this this bubble. And I thought that was really cool. I was like, "Holy crap!" And then I don't know for some reason she figures I got to get rid of this. See, Captain threw his shield straight up into the air when when a sticky bomb was put on his shield. That's smart. She was like, "Um, Minos, uh, throw it up in the air." Oh no, there's a building. The building's exploding. Holy crap! Oh, so no. many Wakandans. Oh no, <laughs> there are people in there. There are children. You hate to see this kind of thing happen. Oh no. <laughs> and the cap's like, "Oh my god, sweet cranberry butter. We have to get fire and rescue in here." Oh my god! And uh, after that, it, it, it was a really good way to show the inexperience of the new members and how much work Capstall has to had to do with his team. Because I mean, with the Avengers, it was kind of getting these like these elites from from whatever they were the best of what at what they did, and and then the Avengers were like, yeah, let's let's do it. But with this one, it's kind of more similar to what the Avengers originally was, right? Which was just getting a bunch of like rejects that had to work together for a common cause. And uh, but it's not as it's not as adversarial this time around. But you still see the inexperience more so, which I like. Sure. And the, the the very the very original Avengers comics was more or less like, hey, Thor, Hulk, and Iron Man are all on the same team trying to see who has the biggest dick, and the Wasp is there to be like, hey, listen, assholes, Loki is tearing shit up. Like, get it, <laughs> get it together. Um, and then Cap, they took Cap out of ice, and he's like, all right, Wasp. Go go be a lady and be pretty. I'll lead this team. <laughs> it was pretty uh, pretty a product of its times, but great comics nonetheless. And the, and there's a great um character progression in this movie because like we've all come to know all of these characters. We've come to know Tony Stark, Captain America, but like they've all kind of changed and augmented their views over time because now we have this whole situation where in Lagos all those people died, all those Wakandans. And uh, and then, you know, all these 117 nations signed this accord saying, you guys just can't have free reign anymore. You guys were too wild and too unchecked. So we have to rein you in. And uh, and Captain America is just like, wait, what? Are you serious right now? Like, uh, you want us to be controlled by some governmental force? What if they try to tell us to go somewhere and we and we shouldn't be there? Or what if we need to be somewhere else? And and they tell us no, and then and then Tony Stark is like, no, we need to be reined in. We have way too much power. Who is going to check us? And I, and and from there it just starts, you know, like the the saltiness and this like the divide between the two. And Captain America is like, no, like I get what you're saying, but it's wrong. It's very wrong. The the best hands are our hands. They've always been our hands. And Tony Stark is just like, you really don't see the damage that's going on here. And then he brought up that whole thing where you know that the kid got killed and everything because um. Uh, what was the guy's name? Goliath got killed in the comics. Uh, yeah. yeah, Goliath. Yeah, I, I think a th- like a zombie robot Thor killed him. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's read my. <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to do something similar to that in the movie, but I was like, oh, I think that's a bit too far fetched to make any kind of sense. 
right yeah, now. I, mean, I, think, I think there was definitely echoes of the comic in the movie, but I, the movie really was its own thing, and I and I think that it, it was for the better. You really it, it, Tony Stark wasn't didn't come across as as big of an ass this time around, uh, and and you still had that. That's that struggling friendship dynamic going on between them, which was like so nice to see. Where, where like initially Tony Stark is trying so hard to like keep Cap from 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 not signing it, just because he he doesn't want him to like ruin the Avengers. It's uh, I don't know. I I really I believed that they were that that, that they they legitimately cared about the other's well being a lot more versus the comic where you really didn't know where they stood. With yeah, him. I'll definitely agree with that. Like you definitely saw more emotion there was like more pain with the characters in the movie than there was in the comic like every single decision that like tony kind of made in like the movie seemed like he just kept him further away from captain america which made him kind of sad you know whereas in the comic they try to put that same emotion also but it really didn't come across you know even even in the wake of it all it's kind of like Hey Cap, I won. Cap's just like, well, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> it's just, it's pretty visceral. They're just like, yeah, I fucking hate your guts. Like, there is absolutely no amount of understanding between us over this completely reasonable circumstance. Yeah. One of the things I really do wish, though, is like, as great as this movie was, I wish it was a standalone movie just called Civil War rather than it being Captain America. Yeah, Cap- Civil War. Would you prefer it be called Avengers 3 Civil War? No, not or even, like, not even throw Avengers 5. in there. Not even like have <laughs> Avengers like Civil War. Just call it Civil War because no, that would confuse the muggles. <laughs> because I, it, they, I felt like they just threw Captain America in there just to have him like have some type of story in this. So to be a super Captain America movie, you know, what this I mean? shouldn't have been called Civil War. This should have been called Avengers Disassembled because that's what this fucking yeah. movie was. Oh, absolutely. I mean, hell, even Scarlet Witch was one that was like the catalyst for it. Yeah. It, it would have been the perfect name. I, I don't know. I think that they were more like Scarlet name. Bit. What? Hey, oh. <laughs> But um, I don't know. I I I I did think that a few things in the movie didn't quite work out for me. I mean, I I loved Scott Lang overall as Ant Man. I thought he he was hilarious. His his role as as a giant man was was fantastic. But he's no Eric I, O'Grady. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I don't. I just <laughs> closest I, thing we'll get on screen. Yeah, that's true. I think that he almost took the prospect of going to prison for this cause a little too too lightly. Like he 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 was he was making jokes and, and funny clips here and there like the like here's your shield Captain America yeah which was Paul Rudd as awesome. Ant Man is the most amazing thing ever he's, he's yeah. hamming it up and who yeah. knew that he would be this good but it's oh, just dude. like right, he's amazing right. like I, I love that like uh, when <laughs> they're bringing him to the airport and he's like oh is he here yeah we got we gave him some coffee to to wake him up I, I was like you mean sober him up because he's definitely drinking <laughs> so he gets <laughs> up and he's like oh what time zone is this. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like as if like you know, oh yeah, we took him from his his movie, which is still in our universe, but like we brought him into into here, and it's like, oh oh, I know you, you're Captain America. I was like, oh, I know you too, Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, yeah, you're good, but oh man, he just puts his, he puts his hands on Captain America's chest. Yeah, he's, he's like, like oh, feeling yeah. him up, which is something. Oh man, oh oh man, oh oh my god, it's so good. There's yeah, I, just, I think that the one the one issue I had with him was was that he was just, he just seemed too eager to go back to prison after everything that happened in Ant Man. Like he was really like worried about getting caught again. That was that was like a huge a huge thing that he had to watch out for. And now he's just on the raft and he's like, Hank Pym told me never not never to trust a Stark. And it's, it's not like, prison. It's it's like secret prison. Do secret you think they got due process? <laughs> it's getting put in prison a for secret giant Avengers. floating island. Yeah. So I guess he does. Does he have a record? Does he not have a record? Because it's hyper secret. Like. <laughs> 
I, so, I think that really d- didn't work for me was uh, Zemo, like the the, the main villain. Yeah. I mean, they they should have. I mean, well, was he in Ultron? I don't remember him being in Ultron. They they just ha- they just brought this guy up. I mean, I know he's in the comic and everything like that, but it, it he's seems he's a big deal if, in the comics, and they're trying to yeah. springboard a, a, another arc. Maybe maybe yeah. it's for Shield. Who knows? Yeah, they should have totally showed him in Ultron to tie him together here, so it was a bit more powerful. But he kind of seemed a bit left field. I mean, we already had like the. Um, the uh, Sisokovian Accords with, you know, because of Scarlet Witch blowing up that building and the government saying you guys could be reined in and everyone's like, no, and like, yes, and that alone was its own thing. But then you have this other story arc with the Winter Soldier and he was brainwashed and Captain America's like, that's my friend, he's still in there. And Tony's just like, your, your, your buddy is wild and he's way too much of a human weapon to be let loose. And he's like, no, dude, he's my friend. Like, get, get out of here. Like, you're not taking him in. We have our own mission to do. You guys guys do whatever you're doing and i was just like there's a lot going on here so that to me was a bit messy iron man's like the chief in a lethal weapon movie he's like rogers i want your badge by the the end of your ship today you're done i want your badge i want your shield i don't want to see you in my goddamn precinct anymore and then then you cut over to 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 jj and you peter cash money for pictures (laughs) oh my god or more pictures of spider-man which makes sense um, I, I, didn't, I didn't mind Zemo. I, I thought Zemo was done pretty well. I think they gave him a great motivation for future use. They always have to have something in these movies to build off of. And I, I mean, think but, that, but they already had that with with the Sokovia Accords, with with Scarlet Witch blowing up that building and them showing that well, you know over time, everywhere they go and fight and supposedly protect us, they're they're harming us. They had, that alone was good. If if they took out um, if they took out Zemo, I think it still would have worked. But it was just another thing they threw in. I think I think it was kind well, of well, it was the reason why Cap had because like the thing is the whole Sokovia Accords thing. The Cap could have waited on that. There could have been there could have been a longer longer discussion, but because of of Bucky being an issue being an issue because he was being mentally ambushed by Zemo, this it, it brought a sense of urgency uh, for to Cap where he was like I need to I can't I need I can't sign this right now I have this I thing I need to deal with immediately and if you guys have a problem with that sorry I'm going to do it and then that's how it really all started it was Zemo in some ways is the reason civil war in the film occurred. He he was he was the reason why it had to happen so fast. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. Like he was one of like the underlying reasons, like um, why everything happened the way it was. Like technically speaking, he really wasn't the villain of the story. They were just kind of like all fighting each other. There really was no clear villain. He was just the guy except playing Crossbones. The he was the clear villain. Duh, he was just there. You know, like I wouldn't say like he was the main villain of the entire movie, though. Literally a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Now, yep. now, now, did the crossbones go away that quickly in the comics? I don't think so, right? I, don't, I think he's still around. In no, the he's comics. still around. He oh, wow. actually was was part of the big scheme that that killed Cap shortly after Civil War ended. Mm. Um, he was he the, was the, he was the diversion. Yeah. He was the sniper. He, he took a couple of shots, and then Sharon Carter ended up burying a couple of slugs in Cap's gut. Ah. That was. Yeah. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure the like thing. the movies are going to follow the same thing as the comics. If you don't see a body, they're not really dead. So, well, they are owned by Disney. But so he is probably going to come back somehow. Imagine somewhere. he comes back again, like he's all blown up. He's like, That's what you get for dropping a building on me and blowing me up <laughs> and whatever else is about to happen. He's like three quarters mechanical and shit. He just shows up like Darth Vader, all like mechan- all like all robotic and whatnot. Or maybe like, I don't know. He maybe he has the super the super like soldier serum in him because like. Um, Black Widow tried like to shock him in the neck, and he was like, "Yeah, I ain't doing shit." So like, 
Maybe Cross he's coming back. Like, your your bloody arm's off. Just a flesh wound. Actually, <laughs> oh, you're right. I mean, what if he has Deathlock technology built into him? They already established it in Shield. Who knows? Yeah, it's like, an Austin, it's like an Austin Powers who's trying to kill that villain, but he keeps coming. I'll get you, Powers. And Austin Powers is like, why don't you die? <laughs> let's let's switch gears for a minute and talk about Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. Oh, so yes. good. Oh God, Out How, of nowhere, I, I awesome. did not care about Black Panther until I saw this movie. Seriously, absolutely. Like, I, that's absolutely absolutely agree. Out of fucking nowhere, he just comes and he's the fucking man. He is just like. He, he commands the scene. And this is like a movie with all these heroes in it. Spider-Man, Winter Soldier, Black, uh, Black Panther, fucking, of course Black Panther, uh, Ant-Man, Vision. And Black Panther just kills it. Just like, a not like that, that scene where he's jumping from like, he's just like jumping from car to car and he's on the back of the motorcycle. And it's just like, God fucking damn it. Like, how cool can this guy be? And he's like... <laughs> He's intelligent and he's like he's merciful. Like he is just a great character. He's like the He is best. the goddamn king of Wakanda and you will respect him. Exactly. Moviegoer. Dude, he was like, oh my God, because uh when when he when he thinks a winter soldier killed his father with, with the bomb and everything like that, he was he was like, Captain, I am a king and a warrior. How long do you think you can keep your friends safe from me? I was like, Oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. I like He's I'm pretty like, sure in that scene, if he had a mic, he would have dropped it. Dude, <laughs> oh, he was like, he was well, like, he was handcuffed no, at the time. Yeah, he was like, "There's no way I cannot get to your friend. I'm gonna get to them, and if you're in the way, I'm gonna move you. But I'm telling you right now, do not get in my way. It's it's just like, and he's just like, he's gonna, I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill the man who killed my father. Seriously, like, holy fuck, <laughs> the most gangster thing ever. And and especially <laughs> the fact that he can hold his own. I mean, we we've seen the Winter Soldier just just decimate everyone he comes up against. He's just like a perfect weapon. But then here comes Black Panther, and he's just like bodying him. He's, he's He's flipping him around. He's punching him. Dude, he had him on the ropes. He was had he a dead to rights like his twice. Arm? Or he, or he was like overpowering him. I wouldn't say he was crushing it, but I would say he was able to like to to move it because you know how like yeah. everyone who comes up against him, like his arm, Winter Soldier, is a problem. Even yeah. even even for, for for Cap, it's a problem. You know, like like what like when they were fighting when he was coming to to get Bucky and he was just like, no, get away from me. He's like, people are going to bring you in. You have to come with me. And like you know, they were fighting through a thing and he pushed him up against an elevator and he's like Bucky and he just extended his arm and you hear the mechanical noise and he just punches yeah. Cap through an elevator shaft. Like Black Panther didn't get handled like that. He was like, nah, dude. Like I'm moving this arm yeah. out of the way. And I'm kicking you in the face because, <laughs> like, honestly, Winter Soldier of like the Marvel movies, he's like one of my favorite characters. I, we spoke about this yeah. before, like his fighting style and how he fights is so brutal, so so direct, and just like he, if he could, I can see him tearing a car and t- tearing a car in half if he had to. Hell yeah! Whereas like Black Panther is like almost as direct, but he has more finesse when he goes up against like um, Winter Soldier. And you're right, he just owns him with just straight, just beautiful like footwork and movement and he's so like agile and strong it's like fuck because there's even a scene where i think like bucky fought off like four different fucking avengers he fought he took on he, he pushed back captain america he like almost like made he almost like take the shit out of uh what's her face of um black widow uh, captain america and i think also like falcon he just fought them all off and just kept on going whereas like black panther was just like nah fuck you i'm fucking your day up man and he sported those claws like a badass. That was so cool. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, shing. Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, characters that have those, but he definitely... How about when um they're fighting at the airport and, like, he did that, like, hurricane kick in the air against Cap 
and the whole crowd was like, oh, <laughs> like the whole crowd was like, oh, like just feel the, the whole theater when when <laughs> the the whole theater when uh when, oh my god when when the whole fighting started and uh and and Black Panther was like move move out the way, Captain. I would not ask you a second time. And then he just does that hurricane kick on the shield. Oh my god, he just down back hard kicks. Just a fucking it. And the whole theater was like, ooh, like everybody at one point was like, damn, that battle's going to explode. But uh, yeah, the, the, the battle scene at the airport, holy God, there's so many layers to that battle. Even from the start when, uh, <laughs> when, when here comes Tony Stark bringing in Underoos. <laughs> I, and I love that he had like a battle plan. He didn't just bring Spider Man like over to the thing. He was just like, "All right, now like on our flight over, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do, and here's how you do it. You can't take him on fully. I don't know. I don't know like your full, you know, like your wheelhouse of, of abilities and your strength, and whatnot. I mean, I saw you stop a car. That was pretty cool. But you forty tr- miles an hour, three tons, pretty good. They're pretty good. That whole scene in Queens was amazing. Like he was like hitting on <laughs> Aunt May, who was Mercedes, and she's I mean, like, he's I like, mean, who, who yeah. What do you think though? of Aunt May? She's really young for, in this universe. She's not Mercedes. No. Outrageous. No, she's hot. like fifty. Like Mercy yeah. Tony is like up there right now in age. Yeah. She, she is fifty one. Well she looks great. Goddamn <laughs> right she does. <laughs> yeah, damn, damn right she does, Mrs. Tomei right there. I mean she's the she's the age of most people's like moms and aunts, so it makes yeah. sense like she would be Aunt May. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean I I, I like the choice. I just was surprised. I think you would think like you you think traditionally a traditional family like around that would probably be you have a kid in mid like early to mid thirties right so sure. you got to figure he's what fifteen supposed to be fifteen definitely fifteen yeah. yeah so then he then yeah that's probably right. she should be in her fifties well yeah they're in, they're in it for the long haul of that character because Spider Man they got a really young actor sure. so that he can age and and, and and progress similar to how he did in the comics and it, it, I think it'll work out for the better oh yeah and what you got to keep in mind too is like you know fifty now is not fifty when Spider Man yeah. first came out. It's the new thirty. It's the new thirty, really. Yeah, yeah. But people can actually look good. But yeah, uh, yeah speaking I, of, I, like, yeah, age. I would, I would definitely let Marissa Tomei do terrible things to me if I had the chance. Nobody asked, Dave. Like, like making meatloaf in the middle of the day. <laughs> and, and I love that whole scene because, like, we we get the Spider-Man origin without going into a whole thing. You know, he was like Tony Stark. So, how do you do that? You do this, that, and like, oh, this this the tensile strength of these webbing is amazing. Who manufactured it? I did. I I did all that. And he was like, oh, you you stopped the car. He was like, how do you do that too? He's like, well, whatever happened happened. Uh, and now I can do all these things. And you know, I got these powers like six months ago. And I <laughs> I, I love that that he says, you know, like Tony Stark was like, why do you do this? You want to help the small guy? What's going on? And he was like, well, when you have powers, powers like i do and you don't do something the bad things are going to happen because you aren't doing anything and he was just like wow that's really powerful like so you're and you have that moment where he stops and you you know what you know what he's thinking about and and, and, and they did it in such a good way they didn't have to say uncle ben once and we knew what it was it's also exactly how a how a a teenager would say with great power comes yeah Yeah, i was just gonna say it's exactly how a 15 year old would say great power great responsibility without being a wizened old man and again though like and again, they found a way to like basically show who Spider-Man is in a little bit. In three lines, in those yes. three lines, we got to see who Spider-Man was. Or is, rather. You know? Mm. I'm telling you, Fox, give up Fantastic Four, give up X-Men. Look what they did with Spider-Man. Well, Fox is interested in making money, not not so much accuracy. Yeah, last I heard, I Fox is trying to get Deadpool, um, Deadpool... Spider-Man deal, so that's that'll be Fox with Sony, and Marvel would have nothing to do with that. Oh God, yeah, that'd be God have weird. Mercy. How how that 
how would that work? I don't even it know. Won't. <laughs> it won't. Well, work. anyway, on a lighter note, um, I loved that scene in the big fight scene with Spider-Man where oh, he brings up God. Star Wars. And he's like, you know that that movie, that old movie with the. And where like, she's like, like, damn, Tony, how old is this kid? He's like, I didn't carbon date him, but he's been on the young side. Remember, <laughs> remember that part with the big walkie thingy? It's the like, day oh, after, the, the day after like the midnight release, my buddy Frank comes up to me at work and he goes, "I'm not giving you any spoilers." I just want you to know there's a scene in Civil War where you're going to freak out and you'll know the scene as soon as you see it. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, just, just trust me. There's a scene you're going to freak out on and knowing you, you're the first person I thought of when it came up and you're going to love it. And it was that. And sure enough, when he said, I'm like, yes, all right. Woo. And just the, the way that they had to move, like the, the, the mix of like practical and like the, this, uh, the visual effects were amazing. It's like, yes, that's Spider-Man. Look at him swing. Look at him fight. And, and I love that, like, uh, that he's, he is one of the stronger guys out in that battlefield because he was handling Cap, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and you, and, he was able to uh, handle with a lot of these characters uh, who were throwing. What was it? What did that thing that Ant Man threw at him? Well, he caught Winter Soldier's fist. That's no. That's that, no joke. That, that, was that one sick. scene, and he was just like, "Oh, like, oh, you have a metal arm? That's so awesome!" <laughs> yeah, well, he, and, like and the Winter Soldier psychological warfare, though, yeah. on, on the on the other Avengers, where where he's like, he does what Spider Man does. He teases people. There's a scene with a war machine, and not war machine. Um, wow, Falcon. Falcon <laughs> and uh, and Bucky and and finally his uh, his drone takes out uh, takes out Spider Man and he's like couldn't you have done that sooner and he's like I fucking hate you <laughs> just because Spider Man won't shut up and he uh, that's what happens all the time in the comics the villains just can't handle it I, I yeah I love it like when Spider Man is uh, ch- chasing Falcon right after he catches his arm and uh, <laughs> the Winter Soldier throws something at him and it cuts the Winter Soldier and he goes hey buddy I think you dropped this and he throws it right back at him. right no, back and it, and it, wasn't and it Red Wing. Was it? I think no, it, was it, it, it It looked blue. Like, like I don't know if it was like something Winter Soldier like ripped off, like a, like a garbage can, like a garbage know. can, or I, like I, um, when I saw it the like second time, it looked like Red Wing. It looked like because I think Falcon had shot it at him to try to like get him off guard. Ah, uh, no, he he couldn't have because you know what? He uses Red Wing to throw him out the window a couple of seconds later. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah and like well, whatever hit that pillar, the Winter Soldier was on. Like the pillar got destroyed, so yeah. you got you kind of you kind of got to see Nils Street from Spider Man's power, which was great. Other than the fact that he stopped Winter's and Winter Soldier's face. <laughs> When Spider Man's yeah. like, oh, you got a middle arm? so cool. He's like, wait a minute. How are you? What? Who are you, first of all? Second off, how are you so strong that you're stopping my arm? You're like a scrawny kid. Like, I think not even kid? Not even Winter Soldier's face, Spider Man's face in this whole movie. Oh, yeah. I cannot express how happy I am that he is finally able to emote because with his of man. Captain yeah. Deadpool. The mark with yeah. the mouth. He won't die. Captain Deadpool. No, just Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> It's a, it's such an artistic cheat they've used in the comics for years because it makes no sense why his mask would be able to move, and now it does, and it's amazing. Because it's Stark, I love that, absolutely love that. Now, do you think that was their plan all along, or when they saw how well Deadpool did, they're like, "Crap, we have to go back in. We got to get some animators. We got to make these eyes move." That's tough. Do you think it was already a plan A to do that, or they well, saw I do, Deadpool? I do like, know right. for a fact that as Civil War was being developed, and I read this in an interview with Kevin Feige. Um, they were on the fence about Spider-Man the whole time because they weren't sure if the deal was going to go through. Oh, wow. So they mostly tried to like kind of plan around it. So I'm sure as soon as they got him in, they're like, all right, what's all the cool stuff we can do? You know, we're not having the Iron Spider suit in this movie, but we're having a, an, a Spider-Man suit that's just straight up designed by Iron Man. All yeah. right. Now, now I want everyone to say, like, like, what was your favorite part of the movie? And we're going to the next segment. What me personally? Uh, oh man, 
Giant Man, no question. As much as I loved everything with with uh, with Spidey in this movie, seeing the just the opening scene where he he gets big, he grabs War Machine, and it's he's just like, Whoa. oh, that was great. He was just so happy. <laughs> Uh, my favorite was the feud between Winter Soldier and Falcon. Just like the the subtle like, hey, can you can you can you move your chair up, please? <laughs> He's like, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> or like over. even like when they're after fighting Spider Man, um, Winter Soldier Bucky looks over to Falcon. And he's just like, you couldn't have done that to begin with. Falcon's like, I hate you so much. <laughs> It's just that shit was just great. Like that, just the subtleness of these two, or one super serious character and one that's that's not so serious. But like, it's just it's just funny because like one was Captain America's best friend. It's it's like the the flip side of Iron Man and Captain America, right? Like Falcon is his buddy now. That's his his new Bucky. And then what happens when old Bucky shows up? You know, you get this like animosity. You got to battle. You got to battle the Buckies on your hands. You pretty much do. Yeah. Battle the best friends. That was for me. Oh, what about I, uh, yeah, Amber? I loved the scene where Ant Man hands Captain America. I think the, the miniature truck, and he's like, "Throw this," oh, yeah. and he throws it at the other team, and it you know, enlarges it, blows up, does a ton of damage, and he just cut, cuts to Ant Man. He goes, "I thought it was a water truck." <laughs> <laughs> and the cap looks at him like, "Hey, what the hell, man?" He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry," <laughs> and they run off. <laughs> like, here, so like, they're, they're probably fine. They're okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> For me, like, it's actually, like, two. Um, and they're insignificant, but they're both great in the show, the characters. After uh, when Cap, like, makes out with um, Peggy's, like, niece, and looks in the car, and both, like, Bucky and, and like, um, Falcon are just giving, like, the nod of approval. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Like, just because, like, you can tell, like, they both know the Kim well enough. Where it's like, you go, guy. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, that's my boy. Yeah. yeah they're both, right? they're, they're they're both they're his buddies. Yeah. Yeah. They're and, like, yeah, my boy. He's getting it. And like the second one was when like Ant-Man just goes large and like Spider-Man just goes, holy shit. Like, <laughs> his <laughs> response cuts, is our response. His, yeah. It just cuts to Spider-Man and he's just like, holy <laughs> shit. I was not expecting that. Used up their one swear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you right. go. Just yeah, PG thirteen. And of all, and of Spider Man of all people, you would thought it would come from like Stark, but no, it just came from like from Parker. Holy shit! Well, actually, they, they had another one too with uh, Sawbones in the beginning when he was uh, fighting against Captain America. Crossbones. Oh, you're right. He was like, oh, you son of a bitch! Oh, uh, yeah. no, that's because you can though. you can see that you can hear that like on network television. You know what I mean? Like, it's holy too, shit! Yeah, holy shit's big. Holy shit's big. Mm. It's weird. It's bigger than, than the B word, but um. Yeah, I mean like the, the whole the whole fight scene in, oh my god, that was amazing! Just so many different facets facets put together. Like you have in the, in the beginning, I, I love when they were running towards each other, like the beginning of the X Men intro from the nineties. When they charged at each other, <laughs> yeah, dude, like, I I love that part where like Spider Man's like, ah, oh, they're not stopping, and neither are we. We're, we're neither are we. And Falcon's like, "What are we gonna do, Captain? We fight." And then, and then you, you, you see him start running, and then it's just so cool because like Iron Man just turns on War Machine, turns on. He's not thrusting forward. Like you, you see Spider Man overtake with like Widow because he's you know faster and running and stuff. And then like you see the other side just running towards like the Scarlet Witch, like puts her arms down, she blasts up into the air, but doesn't really do anything because they gave her a nerf because you know it should be overpowered reasons. 
Um, so didn't, the, so didn't use her telepathy at all in this movie, yeah, by the this, way. Right? Like, yeah, like, you notice how like, they nerfed her and Vision because they're, it's, it's too fantastical for well, everybody also they're else. Not, they're not in it to kill. Like, she doesn't want to hurt her friends. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're still, they, they still ha- were a team. Literally throwing cars at Iron Man. And, yeah. and that's the cool thing about the fight. It's like, <laughs> I, I got that feeling that, yeah, none of them are, are looking to actually kill each other. I mean, except for, like, you know, maybe Tony and... No. Oh, no, even even at the end, Cap did the whole thing from the comics where he was where in where he he was maybe going to take Stark's head off, but then in the film he just no. hammers him down. No, no, no. I that is it's totally different. In the comics, Cap was going full decapitation. No oh, so, question. Yeah, it was this nice movie, film. I knew he was going to pull back. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's crazy the fact that like you know at the end of the movie, like 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 Tony Stark finds out that the Winter Soldier was the one who killed his parents, and it's just like whoa, and you find out that Captain America knew the entire time. And you just saw the anger and just, um, the ferocity in Tony Stark's face. He's like, you knew this whole time? And the Captain America is still going to do the whole thing where, that no, he's my friend and he was brainwashed. You can't blame him. And he just, <laughs> Stark just doesn't care. He's like, no, I'm Iron Manning suiting up and I'm, and I'm killing this guy. He's like, I don't care. He killed my mom. Oh, Speaking of God. killing moms, it's time for our next segment. Hey. hey. It's not a secret question, even though it's an hour in. Uh, what? <laughs> a new segment? A new segment. Uh, and this is actually special because this is the 50th episode that we've done, guys. That means we've done fucking 50 of these. And 50th! also, also a fun fact is this is, we've been doing this for a year. Yeah. That's amazing. What? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. We've been doing this for one year. So I, I was on Facebook and my Facebook was like, you and Casey have been friends with for one year. I saw that, th- I saw that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's crazy. One year. Year of this. That's, One year. That's and you're wondering, well, Greg, that should be 52 episodes. You're wrong because we took off a couple of weeks. You know, holidays. Holidays <laughs> and, and such. We're not. Fucking... We can't podcast all the time, people. Yeah, come on. We'd like to. Come on. But we, we can't. We only give you two a week. Like, what more do you want? Anyways, uh, <laughs> fucking new segment is called Questions from the Pack. And on Questions from the Pack, we hit up our social medias. And we get a, a question or two from people who have listened to the preview and kind of just want to know what we think about the particular subject matter. Um, the first one actually comes directly from Ryan Stevens. And what we're going to do just for the, the sake of trying it out, uh, only one of us is going to answer each of these points. So the first one we'll start off with is um, let's start off with Casey on this one. All right. So Casey, Ryan Steven, Stevens asks, does the state of Avengers at the end of the movie lack the proper impact if the next Avengers movie just reunites everyone? Uh, my my answer, I and I hate to be on the fence about anything because I'm normally a man of conviction, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yes and no. I feel a death would have been more upsetting to go into the next Avengers film and have them all just brought back sure. or put in the right place. Um. But, you know, there's other movies in between now and the next Avengers film that could easily give us enough um, story, enough input that y- you could kind of piecemeal it together that they don't just all jump in and they're suddenly back. Mm. Um, if they were to do that, though, I might be a little disappointed where it's kind of like, hey, Thanos is here. It's like, Cap, how's the secret Avengers doing? It's like, we're all lined up and ready. And it's like, <laughs> oh, wow, they all got new uniforms in the three-year break? That's that's nuts. <laughs> I, w- I would be a little upset if they just dropped it all on us at once, but I just it, knowing knowing what they've done in the past, I very much doubt they're going to do that. Yeah. Um, next one is going to go out to, let's say Amber, which is kind of fitting because this right. is actually from Sam. So at Epion5524 asks, 
How different do you think this story would have been if Marvel had control of the X-Men and Fantastic Four? Do you think the X-Men would have splintered? What do you think Doom and the Fantastic Four would be up to? First off, I think it would have been a completely different film if the X-Men were around. I mean, hell, they had to completely write them out of the original story just so that they wouldn't be as big a factor. I mean, because like, if you have mutants, you have to already have a world that has them popping up everywhere. That's that's like a, a thing in itself, unless you have something where Cerebro was like wiping everyone's memory of it or something, some plot device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I can't really think of a way that you can insert the like the at least the Xavier Institute you could probably insert mutants like they're popping up similar to how any humans are Mm -hmm. but I I really can't think of a way to just insert the Xavier school suddenly Uh, as far as Doom goes I think the movie would have been unchanged because Doom would be binding his time in the in the shadows figuring out Doom doesn't give a fuck about what's going on he would just he would he'd be like trying to figure out the best way yeah. To abuse the situation and get at get the most power out of it. Hell, even in the Infinity Gauntlet, he was trying to figure out, they had to like have Doctor Strange be like, okay, <laughs> you're not going to be able to get near the Infinity Gauntlet. And what ever. about the Fantastic Four? Yeah, the Fantastic Four, they could easily be fit in. I think that, I think that it would have been great to have it harken back to the original comic a lot. You would have Reed Richards definitely siding with, with Tony Stark. But... It's just a huge, huge, huge franchise to add. I mean, we're talking like three different sections of the Marvel universe. Sure. Fant- um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I don't think I think that if they were in the film, I think that they probably would have definitely sided Stark. But I don't know. I just it's it's so hard to tell. They've done such a good job of of flushing out a universe that just focuses mm-hmm. on the rights that they have, and it was just something that. I would never have thought possible before I saw it done. And also, yeah. like, they think about the airport scene. Like, how crazy that would have been if, like, the Fantastic Four and the X-Men were there. Yeah. Oh, my it God. But it also would have taken away from who they You hear had. a snicked and a stretchy noise, and you already know. Like, yeah. like dude, like, like somebody would have definitely have thrown Wolverine <laughs> at oh, someone. Of course. But uh, that's, that, that's one, that, that's oh, one benefit, though. Oh, yeah. Um, I know. You have the thing oh. throw Wolverine a giant man. Oh. <laughs> put, a, put, a, put a big scratch Prince in his helmet. Mirage. <laughs> The thing is, we talk about it like, like I'll, I'll hide it, but um, it's it's it, it would also really take away from from the originality we've been seeing. I mean, the X Men aren't easy to write to write into stories because they just have all of they have so much narrative. Marvel doesn't have to try as hard to come up with new things when they're bringing them into films. And, Whereas, and, like, Fox just ignores it. <laughs> exactly. And I think Marvel would do a much better job because, I mean, obviously, look what they did to Spider-Man, as we keep saying, and because it's true. I mean, imagine what they can do with X-Men because I truly believe there hasn't really been that great of an X-Men movie aside from Days of Future Past. And I liked First Class. I watched it the other day and it... Uh, it, it, I still have, I still kind of have some views about it, but like other than that, like the other movies, like I think First Class is great. For First Class, I, I like First Class. There are some things kind of wonky, but um, like First Class in Days, like of, Jennifer Days of Lawrence being in it at all. <laughs> uh, she just she has just such a frumpy face. She's too Jennifer Lawrence to like not be like Jennifer Lawrence and Katniss. It, it takes you out of it. That's it's like seeing Chris Rock in a movie and him playing some character. It's like no, that's Chris Rock. That's not like whoever he's trying to be, you know. And uh, and it's the same reason why um, I I don't know like they, they just need to give up the rights because it would have been really cool to see the X Men here. I mean, just imagine like like Cyclops taking the field as as Marvel uh, directs him to be a really cool leader of the X Men and him just coordinating better than I think Steve Rogers would coordinate you know the Avengers and I don't know it'd just be like really really cool. So hopefully we'll get to see that in the future. 
Mm. Uh, next question. And we already answered this. So we're not going to go into it. Uh, but at Wolvie 616 asks, what things have the MCU to so the Marvel Cinematic Universe managed to improve on in comparison to the source material? And we had already kind of talked about that. We talked about how the conflict felt more personal. Yeah, um, it wasn't, you know, Iron Man was more fleshed out on this end. You really saw his side and, and, you know, why he's choosing the stance instead of just being, you know, the other guy opposite of Captain America. Uh, so that was definitely uh, an improvement. The actual motivations, not just reasons to make things look cool. So, yeah. Um, and that brings us into our final segment, as always. Just over an hour into the podcast when I get to ask you guys my infamous secret question. Secret question. He dropped the box. We all heard it. What's in the box? It's a compass. It's a compass. It's something exciting. It's a fraction of a heart container. And you just fill up the last one. You're welcome. Secret question. So a secret question. It's, it's not much of a stumper. It's, it's going to be a quick one uh, as we're running out of time pretty much. Um, what I want to ask you guys is what upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe movie are you the most excited for right now? And we're going to start with Amber. Oh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, why? I mean, the first one came out of nowhere. I'm hoping they keep the originality going with the second one. I don't want it to feel like the other Marvel movies. I want it to continue the trend of being its own thing. You know? Sure. Oh yeah. Volume two. Volume two. Now with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> now with fifty percent more Nathan Fillion because he wasn't the first one. In voice only. Uh, Casey, what about you? Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Yes. No question. Oh my no god. No question. That's been I, so good. Ant Man was good. Ant Man was great in this movie. I I got I gotta have more cowbell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, Sergio, what about you? Mm, eventually, literally the movie. I mean, what? Uh, <laughs> the last. <laughs> um, it definitely. Oh my god! I I I want to I want to say Doctor Strange, but seeing that trailer really made me lose faith in the movie. Really? So, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I absolutely. thought it got me so hyped. That looked great. I mean, there, there are certain parts that, that looked really good, but oh man, like his beard looks weird, and I don't like the whole like like the whitewashing thing. Anyway, Black Panther is going to be nasty because at the end of of the Civil War, um, the post credit scene. Wait, wait, was, wait, wait, hold on, go back, go back. What whitewashing thing? You mean the the the, 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 one. the, the ageless one? Yeah, the ageless one. Anyway, so okay, well, Black Panther, yeah, angel, Black Panther one, is, yeah. is going to be crazy because at the end of the Civil War, we see, uh, you know, Captain America like, hey, thanks for keeping Bucky here in cryogen. You know, if they come for him, blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, they're coming. It's going to be, we're going to see like Wakanda. We're going to see like his story and it, it's going to be great. I mean, like Ch- Ch- Chadwick Boseman does an amazing job on screen, whether he's playing uh, Jackie Robinson in 42, whether, uh, James Brown and Get On Up, sure. two huge, huge movies. And they were, they were both amazing. And it's fun that Jimmy was asking him what was harder to do uh, all those like, in between all those roles and he was like oh you know they're all different like you know Jack Robinson was a whole thing James Brown and now Black Panther and Jimmy Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel was like oh uh, you know I think what about James Brown that, sh- that should have been really hard to do and he was like yeah there's a lot of things that went into it but um, we, we see his acting chops now. We Even out of the suit, he has a presence about him. And to see a full movie where you get that kingly presence, and I wonder if it's going to take off now from from here 
which which I assume it's going to be. So he's already king. He's already you know like he has a mantle and he already has you know mantle of the panther. So I'm um, I'm hoping that we get to see like a full movie. We get to see. You know, but maybe some of the other heroes come into the movie. Maybe it's not just Black Panther and, you know, his verse, so to speak. Hmm. Dave, what about you? Definitely Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, I'm really excited for that. I've always been a big fan of Spider-Man. He always felt like the hero who just doesn't. And it's true, like the hero who just doesn't get a break. Um, Because no matter what good stuff he does, it just still like kind of ends badly for him in any way. Sure. Um. And I'm just glad because I really I love the Sam Raimi Spider Mans. I thought they were fantastic personally. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I all mean, two of them. I mean, yeah, part yeah. three was kind of all, its thing. All but all there was no part three. But yeah, but they were like good movies, and you kind of felt like that pain of Spider Man. Like even when he wins, he still loses. So mm. that well, he definitely loses his mask. Yeah, a lot. Um, what I really hope they would bring out, but I know it's never going to happen, another Incredible Hulk movie. Yeah, I'm not I say never. Planet Hulk, Hulk as a space gladiator. No, not even that. They could do. They could easily, easily do a World War Hulk. That'd be great. I remember hearing that um, Hulk is still owned by Universal. That they're just like renting. Partially owned. They can't market the toys. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to all of the things that you said because I should have gone first. (laughs) Should have just said Infinity War. Yeah, like Infinity War, I'm kind of looking forward to, but it's not like the we most. We know nothing about it, and it's not even called Infinity War anymore. Yeah, it's, who it's knows like, what it is. So the, the first one is, the second one is. Oh, okay. Uh, is that what it is now? No, I, th- I, th- I thought it was the whole thing. Like, they're not going to call it Infinity War in general anymore. It's going to be called something else to be determined. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, my money's on one of them being called Infinity Gauntlet. It could be. I wonder, I wonder if that's because they're in or. talks with the other studios that have the other rights to the other heroes, and they're like, all right, well... Maybe we have to build up some other movies. So maybe they're not going to call it Infinity War because it's not going to be that story. Maybe they're going to do some other things, some other stories. And then later on, Infinity War. So like, all right, let's scrub that for now. and Let's call it something else. It's not going to be the Infinity War story is what I assume. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to Thor Ragnarok and all of it. I mean, the most I'm looking forward to is really? Spider-Man and Ant-Man and Wasp. But Thor Ragnarok, like the movies have been getting progressively better. I yeah. think. Like, two is definitely better than one. They're definitely getting in the right direction. Two um, is better than one, but, like, Marvel still has that, like, those throwaway villains. I mean, that villain yeah. looked so cool, and the powers were really cool, and the, the lore was amazing, but... And then Malekith did nothing. And, yeah, I, and it made me so mad, because it's like, they don't know what to do with these villains. It's like, okay, the heroes are great, but it's like, villains, uh, I don't know, we're too... I, I don't know. Well, they're also afraid to throw money at Thor. I mean, Thor has always been the lowest budget Marvel movies, and has always brought in the least amount of money, so they mm-hmm. always go into them a little uneasy. Yeah, like they don't. They don't want to bring it. Like it's, it's. I'm actually surprised that they that they um, went with Loki for. I mean, I know with the with the original Avengers comics it was Loki, but I wonder if if it was uh, if it wasn't so tied in to to who, the Avengers. Who would you, if Loki who would, would have, have been made the it villain. Instead? No, I'm I'm just saying. I think that the Avengers was fine. I just think that and if it wasn't for Loki being so tied into the Avengers, that we wouldn't have had that. Uh, that re- that recurring villain because they because Thor doesn't really get those audience and seats like they didn't they have no faith that people are going to recognize his character in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think this one's going to change mostly because Nick Fury and Bruce Banner are confirmed to be in it. Oh yeah, now now they have all these other characters in Ragnarok, really? so it's getting better. But oh, at yeah. least the, the first Ooh. Thor movie and and the and the second Thor movie they've always they've just been rehashing characters or using consistent characters. Yeah, like a uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think Thor one gave us Coulson, so that's cool. 
Was that from Thor? Oh, yeah, it was. I think so. Uh, no, it was Iron he Man. He hammer. first appeared in Iron Man. Did he really? Yeah, oh. he was at the end. He was like the first S.H.I.E.L.D. agent we ever met. Huh. He's the one that actually says S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And he gives oh, it a little smirk. <laughs> what I, one of the things I really wish they did with like um, Civil War, and it kind of touches with like Thor, is that they only touched based on what the Avengers did. They didn't touch based on what everyone else did like in their own respective movies. That probably would have added more to why the whole like Accord was created. Like Thor, like especially in Thor 2, a lot of shit got fucked up in that last battle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of shit, you know, and no one likes anything about it. In the end of the, in the Incredible Hulk, a lot of shit got fucked up in that. Well, there's, last well, there's a reason. You think General Ross is going to go to his next slide and be like, "Oh, and uh, here's where the Hulk destroyed Harlem," yeah. which was, that was my entirely fault. my fault. <laughs> no, because he can spin it where it was Hulk's fault, though. Look, there's Hulk, you know? and he's fighting himself. That's and definitely <laughs> also weird. Hulk, and not something I made. He's just he's just going crazy in 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 New York. There you go. But he's fighting him. Look at look at all these mirrors yeah. he's punching. So many mirrors. <laughs> but still, like they could have, they could have like touched base on all like the big final battles of all like the big Marvel movies, and brought those into it and been like, look what you guys have done, and that would have been more of an impact than yeah. the three battles because each one of them alone, and he says it in the movie, each one of them alone is a thermal nuclear weapon in their own right. Except you know Hawkeye. Because he's just a guy with bow and arrow. Yeah, Hawkeye <laughs> and, and Black Widow, but they're still, you know, they can still do some damage. Sure, yeah. The one thing I, I want to mention, I forgot to mention during the main segment before we end it, is like when when we we left, we everyone was kind of asking, talking, and it was like, what was the one thing that was missing from this movie? And I had mentioned kind of offhandedly the you know the actual superhero registration act, and I had been thinking about that a little bit, and it makes sense that that's not in this movie. And it's because the government knows everyone's secret identity already. The only one they don't know is Spider-Man. And Tony Tony Stark figured that out. They know Tony Stark's Iron Man. They know Rhodey is War Machine. They know who Captain America is. Like, no one has a secret identity in this universe. Mm. It's fucking crazy. Like, it just dawned on me. It's weird to think about, yeah. We're on, what, well, I mean, movie Spider-Man number kind of, seven or eight? Kind of, sort of. What'd you say? The Spider-Man? Well, Spider-Man does, but Tony Stark figured it out, right? Like, he's not telling anyone, but, like... That is a little weird that Tony Stark didn't immediately have him give up his um, anonymous. Well, we we don't know what. Costume. Yeah, we don't know what happened with that. So, mm. well, I'm sure we'll find out in Homecoming when he goes back yeah. home. <laughs> there and well, that's well, it. Well, but I think I think I think like Tony understands the whole thing with like Aunt May and stuff like that. So he's like, all right, you can come to Jeremy and be fully in costume. I won't tell anybody because you need to protect your hot aunt. But that's oh, like super yeah. out of character. Like he's fighting for this thing. He, why is he going to let a random punk kid get away with yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Now that I think about it, it's because a MCU, strange. it's a plot hole. Yeah, it's a huge plot hole. Yeah, because MCU. <laughs> because plot hole. Because yeah. plot holes. Because also, also, it's also Ant- just like, Ant-Man hey, has um, a secret identity. By the way, well, Ant-Man also at does. the same time, oh. it's it's like it's like how did how did Stark get that footage? It's like he's not Shield, so <laughs> I mean, like, where's this footage coming from? How do you immediately know pothole? It's like okay, because well, he because hacked it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the store need need to needed to progress. It's like all right, I found this traffic cam that is very specific to finding how you are, and I found out who, where you are and who you are, and now we're here now because yeah. MCU. All right, everyone, that's all we have uh, time for for this episode of the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast, issue number 50. Yay, 50! Hooray! Yay! Yeah. Oh, God, we're over the hill. It's the, mid- it's the Midlife Crisis Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, everybody, that was us talking about Captain America Civil War. Hopefully you found it very enjoyable. Make sure to catch us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And also check out BadCarityFunky.com for everything you actually care about. Join us weekdays uh, for gaming. Check our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to see when we're going live and to see all the uh, updates that's happening in your world. Talking about movies, comics, TV shows, and for this podcast this has been uh, Brewster Gregg I can't believe Ant-Man's the only one with the secret identity out of all those jackasses that's crazy <laughs> Dear the Bitter Menace yo he's Casey hey and I'm Mom Amber Kaboom. and I'm Sergio thank you guys for tuning in we'll see you later or we'll see you another time or we'll see you never and remember guys if you have a question for next week tweet at us at Bad Coyote Funky maybe it'll show up on the podcast maybe it won't figure it out.